This is the Countdown to Countdown Kickoff Podcast with your hosts, Dean Gutick, Jack Henry Sissio, Kyle DeSantis, and Jack Asello. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Countdown to Countdown to Kickoff Podcast. I am your host, Jack Henry Sissio, along with Kyle DeSantis, Jack Asello. Dean Gutick, and Noah Schwartz as our guests. Hello. Member. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. It's a Tuesday. The, the weather outside is not good, or at least we're recording this on a Tuesday, but we had a good game, or Ithaca had a good game in this case. It's past Bombers weekend. I'm ready well. to talk about it. Let's go. Even in that game, the that weather was wasn't so nice, but... The Bombers sure were ready to roll in it. 51-7 to performance. There's nothing too shabby about that. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like the game was over in the first quarter or first 20 minutes of the game. I mean, the Bombers were up 38 to nothing, and it wasn't even halfway through the second quarter, which is insane. 20 minutes, more like the first minute. They scored a touchdown in the first minute. Sure did, Jack. Another interesting point was that timeout was actually used by the Bombers before halftime to try to put more points on the board. And actually, when I asked Coach Schwanstrom about that, he said the purpose was to just try to get the ball back and continue to execute and work on a two-minute drill, whether they were up by 40 or down by 40. JC, question for you. Which game was more impressive, the Bombers' victory over Buffalo State or the Patriots' victory over the Jets? There was lots of comparisons. Oh, the Bombers' victory was certainly more impressive. The other one was just flat out embarrassing. Yep. But, but yeah, like that game for, for Ithaca, it, it was a game where at least for the next few weeks, it, it's really a gauntlet. That's the kind of word that's been thrown around with the schedule. And they really showed up when they had to, because again, Ithaca, they were leading 41 to nothing at halftime. That number is just absurd. And Yes, coming into this game against Ithaca was undefeated and Buff State was winless. And there were thoughts that it could happen at that stage. But again, after after 30 minutes of football, 41 points, and especially the touchdown, the first few minutes from AJ Wingfield, where it the game was just insane in terms of Ithaca's offensive standpoint. Yeah, definitely, Kyle. And Saturday's game was a big reason why. Like you said earlier, Ithaca is 7-0 and and Buffalo State is 0-7. It's just a matter of execution. You know, I even think the Detroit Lions would beat the Bengals with the way they've been playing this year. All right, we, we, we got to move on. We got to move on. Let's, let's start talking about, like, the players who – we got to talk about players who showed up for Ithaca, though. Definitely. Yeah, I'll start off for that one. Uh, two, two players I think they definitely deserve recognition were – Obviously, our, the, the kicker, Nick Bahamunde, uh, named special teams player of the week, as well as, uh, um, as well as Taker, the defensive back, who was named defensive player of the week for the Liberty League. So those two guys definitely stepped up and played very well this weekend. Well, I'm going to say Anthony Robinson had a big game as usual, and Wingfield had no problem slinging the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this was a game, you know, and we discussed this last week saying um, this was would be this is a game where Ithaca needs to go off and, you know, have a strong showing and 
boy, they really did have a strong showing, especially, you know, you always need to have those type of games, especially heading into the final three games of the season where you play RPI on the road. Who, like we said last week, you know, two years ago, they gave Ithaca problems. Union, who also spoiled the season. And obviously after you have the Cortica jug. So this kind of gives Ithaca, this team, some confidence heading into these next big three games, especially with the performance like that. Uh, Wingfield looked great, 23 of 29, 275 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I thought Owen O'Neill was another impressive uh, player, two sacks. The Bombers' defense as a whole, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, five sacks on the day. I could be wrong, but the Bombers' defense looked really well. It was, it was just a great showing all around from this Bombers team as they stay undefeated and they have some confidence heading into their next game against RPI. It sure was, and this was really something we've been able to see throughout the whole season, Dean, if you think about it. Yeah, and, and another thing for the Ithaca defense, you're talking about, like, Everyone really having a great day. Also, ACAP decor and Derek Sluka also had interceptions just to kind of add on to that point where this was a game where Ithaca has to continue that momentum they did. And with that gauntlet coming up, where again, at least soon we're going to be talking about RPI, who is a team that Ithaca hasn't beaten for the better for almost two decades, exactly two decades of this year. They haven't won since 2001. So having a schedule where, yes, it might have been kind of easier near the beginning, and then you have Buff State right before the three big games of RPI Union and Cortica, or against Cortland on the road, it, it was a big game for Ithaca where they had to really show that, yes, we have the ability to score at will and face off against these top teams in the Liberty League. Definitely. And then Definitely. earlier when I... Yes, Swanster about how exactly it felt to be seven and zero. Still doesn't care. He approaches to go one and zero each week, and he also added that he does not care about the previous history with RPI. Prepare the same way, and it would be a disservice to change how they believe and their confidence. Yeah, three words. Smart words yeah. from a smart man. <laughs> But, but yeah, like, do you want to start talking about at least coming into next week with RPI and how they've done so far up to this year, what they've done at least two weeks ago, because this week they had off coming into today's game or Saturday's game, rather. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I mean, you know, you look at a team like RPI, I mean, they're still a very good football team, six and one. Uh, they had a crushing loss to Hobart, who missed. They missed the extra point against Hobart. Um, you could bet that this RPI team is going to be motivated. They lost a close one to Hobart on the road. They had a bye week. Now, obviously, the question now, if you look at RPI, is you just lost your game, a heartbreaker. You missed an extra point. You're coming off of a bye week. How rusty will this RPI team be? You know, are we going to see the RPI that we saw from two years ago? Or are we going to see the RPI that is? tend to struggle as of late and you know teams that sometimes there are teams that come off a buy that don't look like themselves and there is a chance that you could see that from rpi this upcoming week I and mean, like i said there's another chance you could see rpi also motivated jack yeah and to add to what you're saying and even extra motivation for them this game obviously they're coming off they're coming off a tough loss against hobart but for biggest thing another factor in this is that this is also their senior day this is their last home game of the season so you know those seniors on RPI are going to be playing tough as this is going to be the, 
their last home game for that home crowd, especially if things, if things were to end today, well, if things were to end today, I, I believe they would not have a home playoff game for the Liberty league for a chance to compete for the Liberty league title. Yeah. And, and I feel like for, for RPI, again, you're coming off of the close loss to Hobart where you tried to tie the game on the extra point and a few players got their hands on it. It was more like tipped. I don't know exactly if block was the right term for it, but if, if you look at some of the people on this team, they, they really, they do have players that can show up. And then obviously for the quarterback, George Marinopoulos, I probably butchered that name. It's kind of out there in my opinion, but whatever it is, he's completed over 60% of his passes. He has 19 touchdowns, the to five interceptions. And when it comes to the RPI offense, it is very, passing and receiving base. They have 21 receiving touchdowns to two touchdowns on the ground. And my question really to everyone is, do you think the Ithaca defense is kind of switching with their prep and whatnot for this week where they're preparing more for the passing attack as compared to RPI staying on the ground? Oh, Kyle, I think they should definitely try to do that and force them to run the football because that's not necessarily a strength of theirs. Yeah, and I think it's kind of tough because when you look at this, I'm looking at RPI stats. Um, their top running back, it has him listed on here twice. I'm not sure why, but it, there's one thing that says he's played in four games, and there's another that says one. One of them says he averaged 5.1 attempts. The other says 4.6. So average that, it's close to like 4.7, 4.8 yards per carry. So they do run the ball consistently, it seems like. So you have to honestly prepare for both. I will definitely say that this will be the toughest – quarterback that the Bombers have faced, I believe, so far this season. I agree. And the defense is going to need to generate a lot of pressure as well. I mean, this is a team where, I mean, you look at their, I mean, they have a strong run game, but you'll look, you got to look at this RPI team as they're more of a passing team. You know, their quarterback, George Marinopoulos, is second in the Liberty League in passing. You have their big three wide receivers, Peter Lombardi, who's fifth in receiving, along with Vinny McDonald and Walker Sutton. I mean, this is a, RPI team that likes to air it out and that is pass first and stronger in the passing game than they are in the run game. Yeah. Dean. And I would also even include their fourth receiver, DJ Palmer, who also has four touchdowns this year. I mean, if you're the bombers, you definitely have to, you think, especially when you're playing a pass team, you always want to think about sending another guy over the top or focusing more on the pass, but it'll be interesting to definitely see how the bombers approach this type of game, especially against a team like this, who beat the bombers two years ago. Certainly still a bit of bad blood out there, but anything could happen this season. Totally. Yeah, and also looking into the the RPI defense, one thing that I also was a stat that I found interesting was the team as, as a group has combined for eight interceptions. And obviously A.J. Wingfield is more of a passing quarterback. Yes, there still is the running back by committee. You have so many players. You have Williams, you have Hines, and everyone there. But I feel like with the offense, and especially it could have been with the recency bias of having that game against Buff State, where I feel like, or the question rather is, do you think Ithaca is going to come back more to the balance sort of offensive playing instead of just having Wingfield throw for like 30 times over the game? I think it all depends on how the game's going. 
if it's engaged in a shootout, it's going to be more of a passing game. If not, it could be more of a balanced offense. Yeah. I'm actually going to take one approach to that. I'm looking as I'm looking at the defensive numbers for for the for RPI. When you look at their total sacks through through seven games, they only have five sacks total. And five sacks total compared to tackles for loss, which is 28. So clearly it seems like they're a lot better at stopping the run, more so than getting pressure on the quarterback. So if I'm Swanstrom, I'm really considering going a pass-heavy offense. Well said, Jack. I think, like I said, especially when you're when you have key weapons like Andrew Vito, Anderson, uh, Dale Maga, you could definitely throw him in there, Williams. And if you're the Bombers, you definitely you could approach this game as a pass-first team. And this could, I mean, listen, this could be a game that's definitely a shootout. You got two quarterbacks that are the top two in the Liberty League, and both teams with very capable receivers as well. Totally. Yeah. Do you, Do you guys have any? I guess maybe we could start going more into predictions or whatnot who do you guys have as maybe like a standout player for Ithaca coming into the start of the gauntlet as a lot of people are saying uh I guess I'll start I'll go with I'm gonna go with Robinson I don't know we mentioned his name a lot this could be one of his toughest tests of the season obviously being the number one Number one, number one DB for us, number one corner, and he's going to be going against against Peter Lombardi. He's got 440 yards. He has six touchdowns this year. It's going to be a tough test for Robinson, so he really has to step up and try and shut him down. I'm going to go with Wingfield for my pick. I think he's going to go head to head with Marinopolis, and the better quarterback will come out on top. I'm going to say my intriguing matchup for this week is the RPI receivers. They're big three against the Ithaca secondary. And you look at this bomber secondary uh, via Liberty Lee athletics, the top, in terms of interceptions, Anthony Robinson, Derek Sliqua and, uh, and Decord, those are the top three guys interceptions. I think it'll be, it'll definitely be interesting to see how the RPI weapons match up against this bomber secondary. Who's been terrific all season. Um, and in terms of offense, I'm interested to see how A.J. Wingfield does against the RPI pass rush. Yeah, and, and I, th- I know that we've said A.J. Wingfield a few times, and I, he's going to be my player to watch, more so because with this being his first full season, and yes, so far coming into this week, the team is 7-0, and he's done really well. He's leading the Liberty League or near the top of the Liberty League in a lot of stats. And I feel like this is more of not just for him, but for the team in general where – this is the time where you just have to step up and you have to play your best football. I feel like he's going to be able to, he's going to be able to perform at that level and he's going to do really well for RPI or against RPI this week and having to continue that momentum into the home game against union, which is afterwards is something that's going to be very important for the Zithika team. Definitely. All right. What do you guys think is going to be the final score of the game? I am going to take final score is going to be 45 to 41. Now I'm not clear, sure exactly who's going to win, but that's going to say the score is somewhat around there. Wow. Talk about a shootout. Yes. <laughs> I'll Doesn't go. Really the little... better than this. 
I'll go with a little more a bit of a balanced game. I'm going to go 27-24 Bombers. The perfect season stays alive. I mean, I do think it's going to be a big, uh, very good game, but I don't know about – I don't know if it's going to be like a Big 12 uh, shootout game. Um, I'm going to say I don't want to raise your guys' blood pressure or anything, but I do like to make some things dramatic. I'm going to go 31-28 Bombers and a last-second field goal by Baja Monday to win the game. Baja Blias to send the Bombers to 8 now. Kyle? I feel like with the defenses, yes, you have the Ithaca secondary and also you have the RPI. You get at that RPI front line where, again, they might not generate a lot of sacks. It's going to be a lot of tackles for loss. And I feel like we're not going to get the offense that you guys have brought up. I feel like it's going to be a lower scoring end. I feel like it's going to be Ithaca 17 to 14. Interesting. Well, we guess we will wait and see who is correct. At least the closest. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to cover? I think we basically covered everything. Going to be an interesting game this Saturday. Remember, it's a 12 p.m. kickoff and not the usual one o'clock. That is important. Good about... thing you brought that up. Yes, definitely. And that's just going to about do it for the rest of us. I'm Jack Henry Sissio, your host, along with Kyle DeSantis, Jack Asello, Dean Gutick, saying so long from the Countdown to Countdown to Kickoff podcast. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>